Perfect. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Jean Gallagher and founder of Discover Rising Tides. Welcome to show number 45, Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better, where we explore the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. Through this series, we will be talking with women business owners to understand their journey. And today, as always, we start with our Healthy Living, Happy Life segment with Denise Stagall. Hi, Denise. Hello, hello. Good to see you, Jean. Hey, Denise is an international best-selling author of Healthy Living, Happy Life, a practical path to finding a healthy lifestyle that works for you and curator of Living Healthy List. And this month's topic is Embrace Blissful Harmony, Cultivating Order and Serenity in Your Physical and Emotional Space. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Sorry for that long title. I know. I I got it, though. I'm a little tongue-tied today. (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. It's a beautiful day here uh, in Minnesota. We're seeing the sun, which uh, is always a bonus. Thank goodness. Yeah, the the uh, spring is finally upon us, which means in about a week, summer will be here. <laughs> Not and the bug season, right? <laughs> yeah, no complaining. And the bugs. Yeah, exactly. So what do you have for us this for today? So I want to talk a little bit about the the uh, this idea of cultivating order and serenity in our lives. And you can see the New Yorker in me comes out, sorry. <laughs> with my hands uh, flailing everywhere. But order and serenity in our physical space, but also uh, we'll talk more about this in the next episode in our mental space as well. And you know, if every now and then, you know, we talk about, you know, spring, we talk about spring cleaning, and that's that's a topic in itself. Mm-hmm. But really embracing this idea of order in our physical space can do so much for us. Uh, when it comes to mental clarity and reducing our stress, um, improving our productivity and focus, all by really kind of having order in our space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for those of us who work at home, you know, whether we have a home office or a a space in a room, uh, I'm pretty fortunate. I have our spare, spare bedroom is my physical space. And, And what I love about this is because this is my own personal space, I've put my own touches in, into it, that I do feel inspired when I'm here. And I think that's really an important thing when it comes to uh, life these days is, you know, everything can be such, uh, you know, such a mess, like we're all busy, there's always so much to do. But to have that one space where, you know, it's your space, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, when you're there, you're comfortable, you're, you can calm yourself, you can, you know, kind of reduce your stress and really kind of feel like this is your place mm-hmm. within the home. Obviously there are, I mean, I have a, I have a beautiful space outside, uh, outside on my deck that we started to, you know, order, put into order over the weekend. So physical space, obviously inside, and outside. And, you know, I like, I never thought about the order piece and, and then also combining it with serenity, but order does bring that simplistic thought process to things. And it just helps settle things down. I mean, if you looked at my desk, you would say, oh my goodness gracious, but everything is in its place kind of but it does need a little spring cleaning. Mm-hmm. I think it's important if, you know, sometimes my desk looks 
so to somebody, and this may be like what you're saying, it may look messy to someone, mm-hmm. but I know what, you know, I have a pile here on my left. I know what's in here. And these mm-hmm. are things that I go through every day. For example, I have my, my brand strategy, you know, that I need that when I'm looking at, you know, what am I going to write today? What am I going mm-hmm. to post today? And then I have my, and this is, this is how I come up with my topics. This is my year plan. So every month I know what I'm talking about. Mm. And so occasionally when you'll email me and say, Hey, Denise, what's our topic? And I kind of like, uh, I don't know until I look at my desk. (laughs) It's on my desk. I know it's there. And there's a piece of relief that comes with having all of that laid out so that you, you know, you're, you're not scrambling at the end of the month, trying to figure out what's going to be next month. And there's some intention, intention with that. For me, it's a to-do list. Mm -hmm. There's a, I'm a paper, I'm, I have, everything is virtual except for my to-do list. My calendar is virtual, but my to-do list is paper because it, it gives me the opportunity to change it, but also the satisfaction of complete completion and crossing it out. Oh, I love that. I, you'll love, so I, I, my husband turned, turned me onto this a handful of years ago. I use um, index cards. Mm. They're lines. So you can put everything on a line. Each thing has its own little place. So again, maybe that's a little OCD, but you know, it's orderly, (laughs) you know, as opposed to, you know, I've had things like here, I've got a note stuff on this sticky note. You probably can't even see it. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of random stuff. And every now I look at this and I'm like, I don't even know what it means. Right. You know, because it's just a random piece of paper. And that's one of the things, again, about kind of that order. Sticky notes are horrible for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay if you have one. But I remember a time when I was working in Philadelphia where I had a sticky note. I kid you not. They were all around <sighs> my, my desktop. And so, like, how, how was I keeping track of all of these things? And so I needed to find a way to simplify and, mm-hmm. and create more order. Uh, and that's really why I like to talk about, you know, that, you know, cultivating some, some order around your life, your physical space and how something, that does. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Something that just came to me when you were talk, talking about all of the stickies around, you know, is, is we're all, um, I should say we, but most of us are all challenged with multitasking. Like we do it too much. Mm-hmm. And the challenge is, can I not can I do more? It is, I need to do one thing at a time and having all of those stickies all over the place. It feel, it it could feel very scattered and Mm -hmm. it would be difficult to concentrate on this one thing because you've got this other thing staring at you. Absolutely. And that's, that's in a way, that's a beautiful thing about having your calendar on the computer and rather than remember the old fashioned um, mm-hmm. on the desktop, yeah. <laughs> you know, and cause I remember always looking at like, what am I doing? Where am I going? What can I put this? Wh- what more can I fit in this day? And then by like the first week of the month, the, the calendar was so full and there was doodles and, and notes all over Office it. Things. That I couldn't decipher. Okay. Well, what am I doing mm-hmm. this week? What is important? you know, kind of like, what is the one thing? And I always go back to that, that book that I read years ago. Now, what's the one thing that I need to do today? Or what's the one thing I need to do in this hour? Mm -hmm. And again, Mm -hmm. that order just brings, you know, it brings your stress level down. Like you can breathe and it, it really does create this, this feeling inside you that, you know, what you're doing, you're not so scattered, even when you have a million things to do. 
Right. And, and I love that this is the topic today because this is going to really flow really well into when we talk with Carrie as well, I, I think. And it's going to be a great transition because we, we do really need to simplify, not to do less, but simplify our process so that we have, feel less scattered and and can ha- can actually give ourselves a chance to be focused and more present um you know and social media does this to us too because we have so many things on our phone to look at right and oh i'm going to go to this and i'm going to go to this or i'm going to look this up and now all of a sudden our brains are going all over. i'm just talking about myself i think this is like disclosure no, time not. <laughs> like Dude, my screen's totally. all over there and then all of a sudden I go well 45 minutes just went by and what the hell did i just do and I, I forgot what I was I supposed we're to be all doing. struggling with that. Yeah. I think we are all struggling with that. Um, and we were saying about this, talking about this earlier today. Remember, if you have a cell phone, especially one like this, there's too much. There's too much information. Mm-hmm. You know, we were joking about going back to the the, the old flip phones. Flip phones like, yeah. Basically, you could make a phone call from it. I mean, if you wanted to text because it was so complicated, you had to press the same button so many times. You know, I remember like text back then was yes, no. Yeah. on your way, you know, A-A-A. Really nowadays, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I'll write it. And it's like a book, right? <laughs> but I think what's really important as we're talking about this is when we simplify and have this, this, this oasis mm-hmm. uh, in our physical space, um, it allows us to be more creative and, and, and foster inspiration as opposed to desperation that I think when we're always looking at social media and trying to do all of the things. I really love that. And I'm going to stop you there. So inspiration versus desperation. That's really, that's really phenomenal. I, you know, I just said that. I know you did. (laughs) I'm like, well, I just said that. That's why I had to stop you. (laughs) But, and, and what I mean is, you know, when, when we're, you know, we all have, um, a job, a career, something that lights us up and we want to feel inspired. If you walk into a space that's cluttered and ugly or mm. um, not, if there's not enough uh, natural light, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're, you know, there is no inspiration there. So you want to have a space, you know, physical space, but also emotional space. And again, we'll talk about that next time um, to be able to just go up. Ah, I've got this great idea and great ideas pop into your mind so much easier mm-hmm. when you're in a comfortable space, when you're less stressed, um, as opposed to that desperation, that desperation where, where we're going, looking at the, a blank screen going, I got to write an email. Oh, mm-hmm. I got to write a post. And we end up, you know, stressing out about something that we should be excited about, mm-hmm. inspired by. And instead we're, we're, struggling with this desperate attempt to get something out there, say something, write something, whatever it might be. Yeah, I agree. And, and it's really, this is really so important to talk about. So what would be a, a few points that people should either recognize or some action points for them to help break this down because it, it, you know, it's almost like cleaning out and what's her name, Marie Forleo, 
No, the oh no, the um, condo. Yes, that's it. It's like a Marie Kondo for your for your desk or your thoughts or that organizational piece. But what's the what are some great tips for people to consider? I think the first thing is to go into the space that you spend the most time in, mm-hmm. and it could be your bedroom. I mean, we do sleep, you know, hopefully eight hours a night. But to find, but if it's a workspace, you know, find that space that 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 you're in the most. And give it your personal um, personality. Make sure it has natural light Mm -hmm. or at least as much natural light as you can bring in. Um, I have uh, in the wintertime, I have to bring in a lot of extra light lighting um, just because in Minnesota, you know, sun is really low and it's dark. So for me, that was something, you know, I'm much more inspired. I had been feeling much more inspired in the summer months, spring and summer, but I was feeling really blah in the winter Mm -hmm. and just not excited. And it all had to do with lighting. Mm. It also, you know, I brought in some plants, you know, greenery, you know, kind of like this is where we got to bring the outside in sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I can see out my window, I have, well, I have a, well, my prairie grass and my trees out there, Um, but having them in close proximity you know, the oxygen is cleaner. You know, we just feel more at peace when we have plants. So those are some of the things, you know, first concentrate on your, your space, you know, and, you know, with, you know, I, and I say the room that you spend the most time in, you know, the bedroom is, is different because like the bedroom is, it's a shared room, the -hmm. living room, shared room, kitchen. Oh, that's mostly my space, you know, so, uh, uh, um, in addition to my office, the kitchen is my other space. And Mm -hmm. that has to be, you know, that has my personality. Um, And I think for most people, you, you kind of like the kitchen can be a, um, a catch-all. And so you want to just kind of make sure that that clutter has its space too. Same thing in your office, in your space, you know, as we were saying before, you know, you have stuff that you need to have at your fingertips. But if it's clutter, that needs to have a home of its own. Mm-hmm. And that just, you know, that just, you know, clearing the space clears your mind and um, helps you focus because you're not going, oh, I got to, you know, I've got all that mess over there. I've got to put that away somewhere. And so first tip, I would say, take your space and make it yours. Great. That's awesome. Thanks, Denise. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Always fun to chat. It is, it is a good time. And I look forward to the emotional conversation. Me too. And so let's transition to our main guest today. And I'm really excited to introduce Carrie Klimas. Hi, Carrie. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So Carrie is a South Florida native, um, over 13 years in extensive networking and experience in retail sales and communication, marketing and leadership and presentation skills. She's committed to her human potential through one-on-one personal training, accountability, and attending monthly experiential workshops to create an ideal life with more passion and purpose. And so I'm really excited about talking about this because we're going to talk a little bit about, well, a lot of bit about everything that you do. So start us off, give us a little bit about your background and um, how you transitioned into what you're doing today. All right. Well, thank you again, Janine and Fred, for having me. And so, uh, so I'm a, yes, a South Florida native. I was in the corporate world for about 18 years. I've been an executive assistant 
So I kind of said, you know, manage other people's times and help them, them stay organized. And I remember having a conversation with some ladies at the corporate job and I had to be on my own. I was in a, a networking marketing company at the time called Party Light. And so all of a sudden, next thing you know, um, I got fired, yay, on December 7th of 09 and then went to a networking event December 31st. Met this guy, Norman. I was a candle lady for five years and he asked me if I, you know, consider branding myself, but I didn't know what that meant. So I took the time to sit, sit down with him and he helped me co-create my first business called Gift Problem Solver. And I used to go to conferences and seminars and I'm sure like most people, we get excited about people we meet and take down notes, but often turning those habits, you know, we wrote down into a reality a result. But, you know, that doesn't happen very easy without somebody holding us accountable. So the universe brought me a coach and I've, you know, been part of a company called Self-Discovery Life Mastery uh, for the last 13 years. I, you know, people would always tell me I was good at networking, being interested in people, asking questions and good at follow-ups. Yeah, I thought that was normal. <laughs> but to find out it wasn't. And so, being a life mastery coach, co-led a communications workshop and um, been on my own, you know, since October of, la of 21 and decided, okay, how do I finally create my, this is my third GPS business called Great Partnership Solutions. The mm -hmm. workshop was called Great People Skills. And so giving my time to others who also want to grow, but not knowing how to take that time to have more structure and clarity and, you know, have that work-life balance I trust most people would like to have. Networking is not for everybody. But everybody should be networking, right? Oh, since we've been playing in a playground since we we're kids, so we have right. been networking. Right. Is that label? That label. <laughs> I, you know, oh, I like that. I like that a lot because I think in business we put so much pressure onto this networking thing. But you're right; we've been doing this for a long time without a definition. That's fantastic. And so, so let's step back for just a second. Your the transition between corporate to self-employed. How was that for you? Was it challenging? I know a lot of people have, I, I've made that transition a long time ago as well. And everybody's, everybody's um, experience is so different. Well, I would say I knew I didn't want to stay back in corporate. So I guess my attitude was I'm going to do whatever it takes so I don't have to go back there. So mm -hmm. I'm grateful. I remember, you know, not only this guy, Norman, for helping me brand my business, I did go to a networking event in this lady invited me when I was in corporate, found her number, her boyfriend seemed to network three times a week. So I just grabbed onto him and started going with him to different events. Mm, that's you know? fantastic. Right. <laughs> yeah. So one foot forward. Yeah. Well, then having a license and, you know, I used to have a resale certificate. So I guess it's like stairs, you know, one step at a time I kept, you know, mm -hmm. growing, but yeah, scary, but exciting. I just knew I just didn't want to go back to corporate. <laughs> You know, that's probably the motivating factor for a lot of people in, in, in to have that independence. And so, but you are also a very self-motivated person too. Is that right? I would say I, my, my parents are very well, are optimistic and fun and loving and adventurous in a sense. So yeah, I, I get that from them, but how do I actually be that way 24 <laughs> seven? What's the goal? <laughs> Right. And so, so tell me about your business today and how does that work and, and what services do you provide? Sure. Uh, so the company is, you know, called Great Partnership Solutions and I consider myself a time mindset and management specialist. So again, I give my time to others who are looking to grow both personally and professionally and support them. I think most people, myself included, is needing clarity without, you know, people run around too much. So my time is for 
you know, even before getting on this call, I was wrapping up with a client who now feels more organized. He has more structure, you know, not knowing how to, fo how to focus or time or even time blocking, mm. you know, making sure because you, know, you write it down, but making sure what day and time to get it done. Um, so I get my time for people who want to have like a working session, you know, looking at the activities and where they struggle with the planning, organization, goals, as well as relationships, because it takes time to build relationships, whether it's active listening, presentation skills, um, being more empathetic and respectful of our own time, as well as for other people. And so I give my time to help people get clarity in, on that. You know, uh, I also host a networking skills workshop, a networking practice workshop, and a goal setting workshop. Most of those are all in person, but often I also do it virtually as well every other month too individuals, professionals, companies, and teams. And I do side things. And since I've been an executive, I, I use Canva so I can teach people Canva, Calendly, Calendar, Word, Excel, PowerPoint presentations, <laughs> MailChimp, you know, anything that I do well. And, you know, how can I be a guide? It's like a tutor for children. So how can I support an adult to, you know, learn something so that you walk away feeling much more accomplished, knowing mm -hmm. how to do it themselves. And, and so when you're working with somebody, um, that's the time set, the time mindset piece and that management thing, I think is just so important. So when you're, and if you, if you talk about it and you say, well, time blocking seems very simple, but honestly, it can be a very challenging practice to start. And what, what are some roadblocks that you found that people struggle with when they're, when they're in that pre-organizational part of, the, of this process? Well, from my awareness and what I see when people meet me the first time and maybe often don't come back a second time, and what, if they do, I'm grateful because that shows me that they obviously want that next step. And often what I hear is they don't even look at the paperwork since we've met. So... My goal is that now that I, because I have it written now, like five steps. So my goal is now that they can reflect on these five steps. The same thing we do together is the same thing that they can do in, as well in their own time. But again, it's just because those, those patterns are not a practice, like any kind of sport or anything that takes consistent practice is going to need accountability. So mm -hmm. again, we talk a lot, but not knowing how to consistently make it happen. So that's interesting. So, so it is the, it is the follow through after we're in at the moment, I feel like I, this is like, so after talking with Denise and I'm exposing everything that I've been dealing with and I, we're going to do it here again too. Um, so I've struggled with that in the past too, like in the moment and you know, you're saying going to conferences and you're like, Oh, all ready to, to do it. But when you get back and looking at your notes that you took, or reviewing that information because in my head oh I think I've got this right but but honestly to practice that that does that was really challenging for me for a very very long time oh, it, no, I mean everything in life became you know our parents taught us teachers taught us but after we get older maybe graduate I'll say that there's less of people around us to help us support us and keep growing and some people mm -hmm. don't grow our ages get older but often we don't you know, find other masters or experts to help us grow. I mean, lady today, she's like, I need help. I said, well, just like any alcoholic or drug addict, or you got to become aware of yourself and say, I need the help. If I'm not, not needing it, I can't, you know, I said, well, good. I appreciate your honesty for saying that, you know, mm -hmm. I'm willing to, yes, no, I need help. <laughs> Be more ambitious and driven. Yeah. Yeah. Asking for help, but it's, so asking for help is honestly different than saying I need help. 
Oh, it it's still, I mean, people can need help, but I mean, are they willing to take it? I mean, mm -hmm. we always have a saying, you know, always working with the willing. If I'm not willing, I can't do anything for, if you're not willing, I can't do anything for, if I want to eat lunch, I'm not willing to go eat, I guess, well, I guess I'm starving. Okay, well, question always is, what are you willing to do? We all have free will every day, mm -hmm. you know, without that willingness and practice and consistency and looking forward to the ideal outcome, because often we don't imagine what the outcome could be like. So keeping our attention focused on that result. And a lot of these, mm -hmm. and a lot of your practices, they're also they're also really attached to or um, dependent upon the goal setting piece to to help people realize. Well, why am I going to go through these steps here? Well, maybe if you have a goal in mind or you're working towards something, you know what you're actually working towards. That makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, even we get in a car, aren't we driving somewhere? You are going to go somewhere. So in a sense, I'm a human GPS, we are, but we don't have a plan to get somewhere. Often people plan a vacation and take that time because they are looking forward to going, but after they get back, they don't have, they don't consider how they plan their everyday life as if they were on vacation every day, keeping the phone down, having fun activities. So why not consistently have that every day and every week, every week? Why do you have to look you know, forward to a vacation? That's a really good point. Let's talk about that for just a second, because I think, you know, you've really, that is really an area that I don't know that people might observe of themselves. And we do, we spend so much time planning every second of a vacation or every stage, whatever that happens to be, but then come back on our regular life. Are we putting in that effort to plan? And what, and what to look forward to, because often people are back in the rat race. They can't wait for the next, next vacation but they might not even be around for the next vacation. Their whole life could be totally different. You don't mm -hmm. even know if you're going to be going with the same people. But mm -hmm. I mean, if every day you live somewhere and you know, people say, do I travel? I said, yeah, outside my front door every day. Now, do I take the time to go to the beach, put the phone down, you know, relax? Well, I do. <laughs> I would wow. do the same thing on vacation as I do here. Why wouldn't I? Well, because I go to Texas, why does it make any difference if I stay in my own backyard every day and do that? That's fantastic. Yeah, so, so, Let's, let's can you say that again so they ask if you travel every day so just say because i think that that's just a really great point so you say yes i travel outside my front door i mean i, I am gonna go somewhere whether it's to a networking event get lunch or to you know pick up something i am going somewhere you know mm -hmm. but you know if you're going vacation why not do the same thing and so we're all going to go somewhere <laughs> Yeah. And, and making, and making those, um, whatever activity that is where you're, you're even when you, if you're running errands or you're going to a work event, making it more, um, productive and, and, but that also, doesn't that also create more time to take for yourself to have more enjoyment time as well. Right. Well, I would trust because when people say they're busy, I said, well, I don't use the word busy. If I'm going to use the word busy, I'm busy being productive, focusing on my growth, you know, having more time for myself. So absolutely. Like I met a lady today and she's got a son and, you know, I'll say most likely as women, we, we're nurtured by nature and we get a lot of our time and attention to other people and make ourselves last. So my goal is she's, well, I don't know where to find a time. I said, well, if we found an hour a day or every other day, what would you do with it? Uh, <laughs> and I said, what if you didn't have to go to your son's games all the time? Cause I asked, is your, you know, she's not married or he said, well, is the father still around? She goes, yes. I said, what if he was able to take part in those games sometimes like you and you and I can meet? She's like, oh, I said, well, 
you know, considering where she gives so much of her time without trying to get the balance from somebody else to help her so she can do things she wants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is that, it is that inclination to that we need to do it all. And we need to be the one that's doing it all inside and outside of the home or at work. And, and you know, there's that piece of delegating that can be challenging for people. Well, that's why I hint the sense of communication. So, you know, using myself as an example, you know, I had mm -hmm. a boyfriend years ago, but I just didn't know how to communicate and I allowed these things to happen. I allowed myself to not know how to respect myself or value myself. So as I gained confidence and courage in myself and I could realize he wasn't that interested. Well, or myself, I'm like, well, I can appreciate him as a person, but I want to be more interested in myself and feel my wants and needs. And if he's not interested, it's not for me. And that's okay, mm -hmm. you know? But I took the time to value myself and appreciate myself more, my time and how, you know, who I and who I spend it with. So that's my goal is supporting people to lead by example through their attitudes, behaviors, and actions. So they become the ideal partner, leader, client, and then, you know, they want to work with. I mean, how do you, how do you help people figure that out? It's easy to say, but it can be very challenging to, to, to figure out what, where, what the definition of all those categories really are for yourself. Well, the first thing I do, if somebody is interested, you know, there's skills, time management skills and communication skills. So I make a little, I create like a, a checkbox. And so they can actually check off the areas that they feel they have challenges in. So mm -hmm. the goal is to first be honest about it so we can then define it. And so then I support them and, you know, then say, well, these are the five steps I offer. If you're ready now to be more productive, be more organized, spend more quality time on yourself, you know, have less, con you know, being better at conflict, you know, conflicts with people. So again, yes. Okay. Well, I have a solution for you. Oh, okay. And people would say, Carrie, you're very precise. I said, well, good. <laughs> and I'm, I'm putting, you're picking up what I'm putting down. So good. But if I can't define, it's like a, because realtors in a sense are my niche. So it's just like, if somebody wants to buy a home, two bedroom, three bedroom, bathroom, toilets, you know, a shower, a car garage, but if we're not defining what they're looking for with a checkbox so I can remember what they're looking for. How can I go out and get what they are looking for? Mm -hmm. How can I be their solution if I'm not defining what it is they really want and need and making sure I paid attention to them and, you know, they felt they felt her because most people would like to feel more heard and respected, but often we don't know how to do that for ourselves. So my goal is to teach them how to do that. Do you find that there can be a struggle for people to define that? Well, of course we don't. Most people are too busy onto the next thing. We don't need to take up, take pauses to take the time. I, I'll say from my own experience as well, you know, we have a, I have a blood family and a soul family. I think I feel like we don't have enough people around us that really have our backs. So if we had more, we have people that do their best to love us and appreciate us, but doesn't mean they actually have the skills and confidence to help us gain things that we really might need that they're mm -hmm. not capable of, or, you know, don't, no, just go, go find a local store. Well, where is that store? I mean, what if you had a human that could help me get that? I mean, I'm sure all of us can appreciate people who we've been introduced to so we can actually help us move us forward. You know, mm -hmm. you know, so finding somebody that can lead you to something. I mean, it sounds great, but making that connection to introduce somebody to help that, <laughs> help that process move forward. So what are your, do you have any tips for networking for people? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I know first you did. Be open to it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about that part. Let's break this down a little bit because we can all talk about networking and it makes it sound easy, but I think that there are steps that there's some, for some people, there's some uncomfortableness that comes with it. And networking has changed immensely 
after COVID, before COVID. There's been quite a change. Um, and now a lot of us are networking in person, but also virtually as well. So what is the openness to networking? Well, first, if you're not, if you take the label off, we're just meeting people. Mm -hmm. We're building connections. So the goal is that if you want to create win-win connections and opportunities and outcomes, well, I got to meet people, you know? So if you're actually open to meeting people and connect and finding out, you know, what each what those available services i mean the world changes so much faster than most human beings do but as long as one taking an open mind and attitude to be open to what people have to offer in here and taking the time to sit down with them to develop a relationship i will say to people if your friend comes in town don't you take the time to sit down with them have a coffee or well that's the same thing we're doing in networking if you're dating isn't gonna maybe the first or second date coffee or dinner well same thing we're doing in net, you know networking meeting people Finding out what people's what each other is looking for. How can be how can I be of value and service to this person? I like that. How can I be of value and service to them? Not how can I sell them my stuff? Correct. And I will say from my own personal experience, you know, coming out of corporate and all of a sudden becoming an entrepreneur, we weren't having in corporate, we don't, I don't have to find a client. All of a sudden I'm mm -hmm. out of this big world. Now I might, because I sold candles and purses and jewelry, be like, hey, you want, you want, you want? Well, until I had a coach and became aware, self-awareness of how I operated. Mm. I did not, I was open because defensive isn't going to get me anywhere, but I was open to say, wow, I didn't realize I was doing that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I don't like people doing that to me. Oh, that's me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. But until somebody's willing to admit it and then make change, well, how can I be willing to make something different? How do I like to be approached? How do I like to be communicated with? How do I manage to do that for myself so I come across that way? But without people around us help us get that, you know, where's the way to be, you know, how can I define that to see my progress and I am creating something better without the opportunity to have feedback too from a coach. <laughs> I, I, I like that. I like that, you know, how do we like to be approached in those kinds of situations and are we doing that to others? That's, that's, a, that's a really great Great part. So I'm going to take the label off of networking and we're going to call it meeting people. Okay. That's perfect. So the labels are really important to identify with, or if you don't identify with them, change them to make them more accessible to you because it's the six inches between our ears that's really messing these processes up. So once we've changed a label and we're open to meeting people, what's next? Well, I'd say, you know, take the time to say, you know, where would you like to meet people? Is it in person? Is it online? I mean, take the opportunity to have a goal and maybe one of one of each, in, you know, for, for a week, you know, when you go to this event, you know, having a goal, what would, you know, I would say, know your numbers. You know, if you're going to one, if you're going to walk away with one after two hours, what would you like to walk away with? You know, mm -hmm. I'd say walk away with like two or more connections. Um, I'll say there's people we might have good conversations with, great, meet them. You might have people interested in what you offer, great, meet them. If there's somebody who has no interest and vice versa, don't worry about them. Just focus on meeting the ones you had great connections and look forward to developing those relationships and you know, follow up and you know, follow up them, you know, encourage each other that hey, like to meet for coffee or virtual, mm -hmm. you know, but if somebody did one a week and you know, kept practicing that week by week. Because often people maybe network too much, but don't always take the time to follow up. Mm. Okay, so um, so let's talk about the follow up process. Okay, well, I'll my um, hang on. So 
I go to networking events and I'm sure everybody here likes money. So if you like money, <laughs> tangible. So I take a notebook mm -hmm. and I staple all the, all the, the business, business cards in a notebook. And that's where I keep track of my follow-up where I met them, you know, maybe I called or email or text. So I've got, you know, I don't keep books and books of these because I'll give people like three or four months, you know, if I call, email, text, call, email, text, and they're still, and they're open to having that coffee appointment. Awesome. Well, mm -hmm. let's see what the next, you know, what that opportunity looks like. And that you coffee know? appointment, the intention of that is really, is how can I be of service to you and learn about your business? Absolutely. And also being prepared, you know, I keep a planner with me in my purse. So I have a planner. I take the notes. I, I use this analogy quite often. I'm a server at a restaurant. How may I serve you? So I got pen and paper, so I'm ready to go. What are you looking for? Okay, by asking great questions. You know, if I have a brochure of my events or my, my trifold that has my services, again, so I can also leave them with something if that's something they want to go home and also take a look at. Mm -hmm. mm, I like that. And then, and then follow up because, you know, a lot of that gets lost. You know, you, you come home with business cards or you give your business cards out to a lot of people and then, and then that's the end of it. So that networking event really was a space and time that didn't produce anything other than you said you had an activity on your calendar. Right. Oh, well, the goal is that, you know, maybe find somebody who, as they always talk to the leader, if you connect with somebody who networks often, connect with them, finding out more events are going on, like I do with my guy, you know, when I met him, I followed around to three networking events. So finding somebody who's an expert and masters these, that's the point, follow them, see what they're doing. And. You know, again, again, you have to be very open and, you know, open to be open to these opportunities. If I'm not open, how can I see anything else that's out there? If I don't, if I shut, if I shut it down, you know, having that open mind and open attitude to go in there to create an ideal outcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then the other, the other piece too, that what you said really makes me think about this and is to be a connector. So if you're networking and you're following up and you're actually paying attention to who you're talking to and in generally involved in understanding what do they need in their business, as you're going through your networking process, you could possibly come across somebody that they might want to talk to. That refer being that referral partner, that also is a great source of business that will come around to you too, isn't it? Absolutely. I'd say be sure to, you know, I mean, I've been networking for 13 years. I teach it, but again, I might not have met everybody at the networking events like school. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see the same people over again, but never knowing where they're at, what they might be looking for, but keep all relationships, you know, still ending, ending with a, on a positive outcome, you know, that you do if you do business or not, but, you know, keeping up with where people are and keep saying hello, checking in, see how people are doing. But at the end of the day, it's all relationship building. They might not need me today. I mean, I got clients that reach out to me maybe a year later, all of a sudden they're ready, but I'm mm -hmm. glad they think of me because people mm -hmm. don't care how much I know until they know how much I care and leaving that positive outcome with them. <laughs> yeah, it's very important. It is. And it is really, networking really is relationship building. And um, I think genuinely showing that you are interested in what they're saying. So it, it comes down to some body language pieces too, doesn't it? Well, uh, yes and no. I'm going to say the body language might steal your attention from really paying attention. So just observing and you know being more interested in them, just listening mm -hmm. to how they say things and being aware of 
their body language is matches what they say. I mean, at the end of the day, do they really, you know, what they're saying, act what they actually do? Mm-hmm. I mean, again, if you feel this person has genuine interest in you and vice versa, then meet them. If you feel this person, you know, at the end of the day, listen to your intuition, trust your intuition. And, you know, I told lady today, I said, I would sit down with coffee. You already like you already. I'd meet you. I'd love to meet you again. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. I'd like to work with you. And also for yourself too, to be aware of what your body language is, you know, do you have eye contact or are your eyes darting around the room or are you actually not, you're, you're not really paying attention, but you're having a dialogue with thoughts someplace else, not being present also well, makes a difference. Us, yeah. But the average attention spans eight seconds. Most people aren't able to give us their full attention. They aren't eight able to seconds? be present. Are you kidding? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, no wonder I have issues. <laughs> Because part of people hear me, but part of you somewhere else onto what you want to say and your mm-hmm. own maybe motive, but you know, oh, I'm not really listening to this person. But mm-hmm. my goal is like, what if you paid more attention to yourself and fulfilled your, took the time to fulfill your wants and needs. And once my needs are met, would you think I might have more time and interest to pay attention to you? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's a goal I teach people is just, they're spending quality time on themselves. So to fulfill their wants and needs. And so they would have more interest in others. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my cup is full. I'm going to communicate that. Like, all right, my cup is full. Anybody want my time? You want to organize? You want a wing woman? Do you want, you know, some time structure? I'm open. Anybody? But that's the attitude. Okay. First come, mm-hmm. first serve. Who wants it? <laughs> and let's talk about the clarity piece. Okay. And, and so how, how do you see a difference when you're working with clients and they're going through your five-step process? How does the... How do you, do you see a difference in the clarity that they're bringing to their, their business or their situation? And how does that develop? Well, we sit down to be able to look at everything they want to get accomplished on their professional side and personal side. So I sit down and, you know, give them specific, the goals that they write down specific timely goals, you know, whether it's in two months, in July, mm-hmm. you know, one lady, the lady today, she's like, I need to have these two things done by the end of the day. I said, okay, write that down. So the goal is to take action in the moment. You know, I do practice a mindset exercise with them. You know, I do have them, okay, pull out your calendar right now. And I want you to put in your calendar in the morning and the afternoon and the evening, a 10 minute to do everything we just did today. So there's five simple steps that includes the mindset exercise, reviewing the, the goals that you wrote down, reviewing, you know, mm. your calendar. So being able, you know, to practice everything. Oh, morning, I didn't check my list. Oh, I didn't check my list at lunch. Oh, that's great. If I don't keep looking at what we just did and keep inconsistent in front of me, you know, mm-hmm. oh, that's, you know, so I do support them and have it on their, on their, on their alarm. Now, is that going to happen overnight? No, but at least I have them. I set them up for success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense because I find that if I don't look at my to-do list, my to-do list is absolutely worthless because I've gone on some other tangent and I didn't handle those priorities that, that should have been handled. So that, that makes total sense. And, and checking it the night, at the end of the day, how, where were you at and what did you complete? But then also making a new list for fresh in the morning and then in the morning, checking your list to get yourself started and get your head in the right space. Right. And I will say a lot of the mindset exercise, what I teach people is everything starts with I, I, I am productive. I am organized. So I support people to say more eyes versus you. I'm going to be productive. I'm looking at my list. I'm doing that. The question is, do you want that? Cause I'm not mm. attached to anybody's answers. So, and we can do it together. That's why we're going to be a great partnership. So we can focus on the solution. It creates ownership. 
okay, well, I am, I am successful, I'm willing, I need help, I'm willing to make some changes, I'm willing to be productive, I'm willing to be more organized, you mm -hmm. know, so at the end of the day, I am is the two most powerful words in the English language, how can I support people in taking more ownership in that? Most of us do speak third person, you, we're so more generalized versus, oh, I'm not really talking about myself, I mean, you are, but... <laughs> You said earlier, I think you did say this back to me. Yes, it always does. <laughs> well, that makes sense. And and what you say happens. And 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 if you do say I am and be less general, it can really sink in and take effect. Well, well, you say, you can say that too. Oh, if I say I, it takes into effect. Yes, I'm eating this lunch. I'm going to go eat. I'm going to be, yeah, I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to fulfill my wants and needs, right? Oh, and how would that feel? Oh, yeah. And well, so- to be grounded and confident. <laughs> exactly, yes, grounded and confident. Yes, definitely. And so as when you're not helping clients stay organized, what are you doing for yourself to take care of yourself? Oh, wow. Since I'm my number one priority, yes. Uh, well, I take time for, I, mean, I, I enjoy dining, dancing, pampering myself. My pampering is, I've recently come across, me. I'm a time person. I, I, we, we carry a lot of stored stresses on ourselves, so our shoulders and our neck. So I enjoy a chair massage usually every other week. If not, if I'm in the area, I'll treat myself. So that might be 15 minutes or 30 minutes. So I uh, mentioned earlier about my my human potential. So I've been investing mm -hmm. in that usually definitely once a month with my community. Uh, you know, being with friends, trying new activities, you know, you know, relaxing, doing laundry, doing the things that I enjoy, working out, uh, whatever feels right for me, relaxing at the end of the night, watching a good show. Um, yeah, just meeting, you know, I'm always open to new things. I mean, I got a treadmill, so I'm so happy to be on again yesterday. You know, but you know, feeling that getting whatever you want to get accomplished. So I have that time to what feels right. One thing that we were talking about before uh, a few weeks ago when we first met and because, you know, here's here's a little interesting little um, take a little side note here is, you know, the the theme of the podcast is how the outside makes the inside better. However, what really caught me is when you were talking about dancing, your face lit up and I got to think, you know, it's not always about the outside. And it's also about it could be about how, what activities we do. And, and that got, really got me thinking and really wanted me to talk to you about this too, because you were talking about dancing and, and that expression and the, the music and what that does for you. So let's talk about that a little bit. Cause I know that there's a lot of people that, especially in South Florida in the summertime, I lived in Florida for 10 years and it was Northern Florida, not South Florida. And it's hot and it's muggy and it rains at three o'clock every day. So <laughs> sometimes 2.30 when you're not planning on it. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about that. So how, how is the dancing important to what you do or who oh, you are? Sure. Um, I want to say everybody has it inside them, but if you're too busy in your head, you're not able to feel because everything's about feeling. So if you feel good, doesn't the body want to move? We all have music inside. We all want to be able to express ourselves. So when I remember growing up, you know, I would go to, we had a club over here that was for 18 and younger, you know, before 21, but I mean, I would, you know, enjoy music. There's a couple great songs called um, Born to be Alive and I'm so excited. So when I started working on myself, I'm like, no wonder why I like those songs. I'm not here to born to be dead and I'm so excited. Well, why not own it? Okay. Well, but after I got off the dance floor, I didn't know how to be that confident self. 
And so until mm-hmm. I got into my personal growth, I'm like, well, we all, even people who play music, the music's inside of us. We're just not knowing how to get it out. And some people to play it through instruments. Some people, you know, I mean, even sports is a somewhat of an art. I mean, we all have, mm-hmm. we, we are a piece of artwork, but we're not knowing how to, you know, express our creativity, whatever it is that we do good, we're good at or things that we enjoy, you know, whether we're making money or, um, you know, through it or not. But at the end of the day, I think we all don't always spend enough time on the things that we do enjoy, whether it's dancing in my own living room or going out to a place that has a good DJ. And I try to get there at least twice a month, you know, and go out and just walk around the neighborhood. It's outside, inside, outside. So yeah, you know, being around people that also, because I mean, when people are dancing and you got a favorite song on, we're all one, we're all enjoying ourselves. And we're not, we forget all that stuff, you know, we're not hooked on all that other junk, but being able to, you know, to be or be around those people that we can just be ourselves and enjoy. I love that. I love that. And, and, and not being afraid to have personal expression. Absolutely. We're all unique and fascinating until we can actually own that and, you know, being able to express ourselves, however, creatively way we do it. <laughs> but most people might, why are people wallflowers? Is they're too busy in their head trying to judge, think what other people are thinking. Believe me, most people don't even care about what you're thinking. You're too busy in your head worrying about it. Just get out there. Everybody's just happy to have you out there. Well, we're our own worst enemy. That is the truth. We do spend we do spend a lot of time, or maybe this is where I'm supposed to go from you to I. <laughs> I'm my own worst enemy. Well, why yeah. do I do that to myself? And spending why? a lot of time worrying about what other people are thinking or what 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 other people think is expected of you. And they're not even thinking that. We're so mm-hmm. busy in our own head and they have no idea. That's what we get caught in judgment. I thought you were going to say that. No, where are you? Get back to here now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you do that a lot. You do that a lot in the business space. And also you do that a lot outside of business. And dancing is a great example of that. But having going through scenarios of you think that's how, how somebody's going to react before you even have a conversation, or you think how somebody's going to react based upon some made up stuff that's in your head that has nothing to do with what just happened. And all of a sudden you've convinced yourself that, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't go dancing. I can't go do this because other people are going to blah, 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 blah. Well, that's what we do to ourselves. So <laughs> but at the end of the day, that's, that's that self-talk. So my goal is that mindset I teach people is actually have a, have a better self-talk. We got 60,000 thoughts a day let's say 80, 20 rule, probably 80% of it's against ourselves rather than 20% mm. for ourselves. So if I was hanging around more people that were cheering for me, acknowledging me, what do you think is going to happen day by day, week by week? Well, that's what I am for people because most people don't take the time to acknowledge themselves. So what if you did go, go Carrie, go Carrie, go me, every little win. But most people don't take that time to pause and acknowledge every small win that leads to a big win. And that's where you come into play. Well, that would be my goal. Like, you know, it doesn't matter if you're, you're like a child, you're crawling until you walk. A child doesn't get up five times and go, mom and dad, I'm done with this walking thing. No, parents are going, go, go. Well, most of us don't have those people in our lives. So how, that's what I want to to support people, motivate them. So when, if people need to be supported and are looking for you and your services, how, what does that look like? How do they get in contact you and, with you? And what's the setup process for that? Sure. Well, first, you know, they can go to greatpartnershipsolutions.com. 
there's a couple buttons on there if they want to click on to you know you know set up a 30 minute discovery call. Mm -hmm. I think it's maybe 15. Either way, um, or I have still have an ebook that I give away that has to do with personal productivity. They can put their information in that to receive a ebook. I also have a YouTube channel. Uh, Carrie Climus GPS. It's got short videos on time management, communication, organization, uh, about my services, my workshops. So being able to people feel related to what I'm saying and they feel inspired to connect and you know they can go to the great partnership solutions. They can also message me at Carrie K-A-R-R-I-E at greatpartnershipsolutions.com. I'm open to all possibilities, just the willingness that they want to take the time for us to connect and we'll find out what they're looking for, their goals, and see where we can go from there. Wonderful. Carrie, it's been a pleasure talking with you. And I want to thank you so much for spending the time and talking with us today. Well, thank you, Janine and Fred, for having me. It's great to be with everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening today. Today's show was sponsored by my Seaside Solutions, my financial services company. As a business owner, it's easy to be pulled in many different directions and often taking care of yourself plummets to the bottom of the list. For me, I find myself outside to reground. My time outdoors helps me manage my day more effectively and be more present for my clients. Through this, Discover Rising Tides was born. At Seaside Solutions, we truly believe that education is the foundation of financial wellness. Our primary focus is to provide guidance that is designed to help you achieve your long-term financial goals and visions. Working with a plan allows space for doing more things that you love, like being outside to make the inside better. If I can help you create or realign your plan, or if you would like to be added to my weekly newsletter, please let me know. This week's topic was five ways to set more achievable goals. Your referral means the big, beautiful world to me. And if I can help, please let me know. And thank you so much for listening and see you next time.